Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Double Drop Kick Show. I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And, uh, hey, we're, we're going to do this like 1940s newscasters. That's right, everybody. Here we are. Here we are. Step right up. Step right up. Get your papers. Get your papers. Uh, so we are, uh, it is March 21st, and so we are recording several episodes. Uh, we are practicing safe social distancing. We are probably 20 miles apart. That's right. And recording this over the phone. Because everybody knows what I feel about your brand. This is true. Let me say this. <laughs> we, we listen, we understand, you know, after podcasting for six years, gaining a worldwide audience, we understand there are people looking to us to see our response to the coronavirus. And we take it very seriously that our actions, um, dare I say, weird example to the community. Yeah. And so we I understand so, that people people say, you know, Mark and Heath don't believe anything. Right. <laughs> and they're taking this serious. That's right. That's right. Mark's like everything's a work. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> 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 and he's and he's holed up in his house for the weekend. <laughs> yes. Maybe I better do the thing. Um Pretty, and pretty much we got everybody uh, covered. No matter where you fall on the political or the religious spectrum, Mark and I pretty much covered that, and we're responding to the coronavirus about the same way. That's right. That's right. So, Mark, what I wanted to talk about this episode is um, it was announced this week, WrestleMania will go on, the show will go on, yeah. uh, April 4th, but also April 5th. They have moved it to two nights. And they just announced yesterday which matches will be on which night. And so that's what I want to talk about today. We mentioned on the previous episode about the WrestleMania shirt that I may have to order, the one that says uh, I wasn't there. That's right. That's a cool shirt, man. That's a cool shirt. I'm like, here's what I heard the other day. But evidently, and I, you hear it, and I don't think it's true based on what I'm seeing, that the whole moving to the Performance Center initially was an insurance deal. Yes. Like, they had insurance to cover them in case something happened, but they had to take all the reasonable efforts to find another venue. Yes. And that what they were hoping was that the government would step in and say, you can't do this at all, but evidently that's not happening. Right, right, right. But now they have to, I guess. Uh, and this also affected um, WrestleCon, um the owner of High Spots put out a video this week and basically said, if the government doesn't cancel it and we have to cancel it, we're on the hook for a lot of money. And that's what yeah. ended up happening. And the Marriott basically said, you know what? We're not refunding any of your money. Or you've got to pay. It was like $115,000. Yeah, it was six figures. Uh, Even then, I reached it. You know what? Even Jim Cornette. Yeah. Who, if you know anything about the history of his relationship with high spots, they they don't get along with one another. Mm -hmm. He he does not like high spots at all. And even he sent a tweet out to Marriott that said, "I don't like this guy, but what you're doing ain't right." Yeah, yeah. Well, the you know Wrestlecade, their main hotel or their only hotel is the Marriott in Winston Salem, and Tracy Myers basically said, "You know, we're not 
we're not going to use the Marriott if you guys do this. And so the Marriott right. did, you know, in the, the, you know, the, it's the Marriott's trying to cover themselves too. Um, oh, this hurts everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but they, but they did change their decision and, um, uh, and so the high spots is not going to have to pay that money and they've been able to get, uh, some of their money back. I, I do think, and this is the way a lot of businesses like this run is it kind of revealed, you know, people are like, well, high spots can just give me a refund. And it's like, well, it's not that easy because that money's already been spent. Right. Like, yeah. it's not like they have all the money that was paid to them sitting in a bank because they've got to pay deposits. They've got to send money to people. Uh, they have to purchase equipment. Um, so it's a complicated, complicated situation. And there are no winners. You know, you might say, well, High Spot's won in this. Well, what about all the people that work for Marriott? You yep. know, the, 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 you know, the, it's a, it's a two way street. And, and obviously, I do think. Marriott did uh, the right thing in the end, but I also think if I'm high spots um, or any any company, you kind of got to rethink some of this stuff. And I think on the hotels part too, I think the hotels got to say, "Hey, we're going to require a non-refundable deposit if you're going to book eighty percent of our hotel and then cancel on us." You know? That's right. That's right. I agree with that. But this is a. Obviously, I don't know if you know this, Mark. Uh, this is a unprecedented situation we're in here. Is it? Yes, it's a. It's a. They call it a pandemic. So you're telling me this might be serious? You know what? On a scale of one to ten, it's at least a four. I think it's a little higher than four. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm going to tell you. I don't how think we're like at a ten. I mean, I don't think we're nowhere near that. Mark, but I, mean, I was. <laughs> Mark, I was lowballing it. I mean, I'm, I, okay. I know it's way more than a four. Look, let me tell you how serious this is. Uh, El Presidente from Barstool Sports. He does a pizza review every single day. Uh-huh. He has been relegated to doing frozen pizza reviews from his apartment. Oh. This oh, is my. how bad it's got. Oh, man. That's terrible. Well, clearly he's the one that's going to be hit the hardest by this. But you know what? If he can carry on during these trying times. He's number two. Number one is me maybe not getting to go to Disney World this year. Yeah, this is true. But just think, if you play your cards right, you'll have twice the money to go to Disney. This is true. Ah, Lord, I'm hoping they start sending them checks out. Yeah, that, hey, that does not suck. Ah, well, yeah, you know. I don't know. But you know who's sending you that check, right? Yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sending me that check. Yeah. Funny funny that we can't afford health care for everybody, but when the the casinos and the airlines need money, all of a sudden we got trillions to give them. Well, here, okay. So I've been hearing that argument, and here's what you got to realize. Yes, we're we're coming up with a one-time trillion dollars for them that they've got to pay back yeah it was like the car bailout they all paid that money back whereas health care for all is about three trillion a year maybe more but yeah we got to figure hey if all those companies were fixing to bail out would pay their fair share 
and all the CEOs of those companies that we're fixing to bail out would pay their fair share, and all the uh, vice presidents of those companies that we're fixing to bail out would uh, pay their fair share, and all the politicians that are selling off stock weeks right. when, they, when they find out this stuff's happened would pay their fair share. There'd be plenty of money to go around, but they're not. You know how to, you know how to get everybody to pay their fair shares to do the fair tax. Eliminate all the tax loopholes. Here's, this is what bothers, I mean, we're way off. This this is what I love about the show. This is what makes me mad about, uh, for example, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has been in Congress for 30 plus years. The people who write the tax laws. Yep. And he's still complaining about people not paying their fair share. And I'm like, well, what have you done to fix the tax code where they would? You know what I'm saying? I he mean, can't do it. he can't do it by himself. I, I understand, but like, I don't know. I, I the whole tax code, the I mean, pretty much. Let's let's let me just make a blanket statement: the tax code, the immigration system, the prison system. Uh, healthcare system, not so good. Need to need some work. Let me make a blanket statement. Yes. If we were going to give this country an enema, <laughs> we would put, put the tip in Capitol Hill. This is right. <laughs> well, if you listen to all the conspiracy theories, that may be exactly what's about to happen, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, speaking <laughs> of an enema, Mark, let's talk about WrestleMania. So here's what I'm hearing. Um, They've already announced there will not be any battle royals on this WrestleMania. Obviously because a 20-man or 20-person battle royal breaks the 10-person rule. That you can't have anything. Um, So I understand that. I've also heard that WrestleMania is going to take place at multiple venues and many, much of it might be pre-recorded. Um, that makes sense. So let's. I want to run down the cards for both night. Uh, get you to make some picks, and then uh, yeah, just kind of go from there. So the opening night, night one, April fourth, Saturday night. Uh, you got Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Uh, I have no idea what they're even fighting about. I got a feeling they don't like each other. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, this is. Uh, Seth Rollins, the champion of anything. No, he just he lost the title and then decided he was gonna side with the AOP and Buddy Murphy and become like a Messiah character, and then. I think he's just Murphy now, right? He's not Buddy Murphy anymore because that's what Vince McMahon does. His mama called him Buddy. I'm gonna call him Buddy. All right then. Uh, and then I don't know what's going on with Kevin Owens, but you know. Here they are. This should be a, a this is a super indie match. Yeah, so I, I so I don't know why they're fighting, but I'm I'm I think it's going to be a good match, and it's a match that will not get any of this. Well, I don't know. They've said that they may allow some legends and family in the crowd, so this may get to this is awesome chant. Yeah, you never know. Well, I think if they let the legends and the families in, they're going to get instructions to behave the way they're supposed to behave. Right. You would hope, I mean. But I think Seth, I think Rollins and Owens, 
Uh, obviously, as a fan of both these guys, not really happy with where they're at on the on the card, but I think they're going to have a great match. Oh, yes. Yeah, both those guys are good. They know what to do. I just wonder, like, just as we talk about this, of course, I guess if you worked at Indies before, you probably used to working in an Indie building. No, that's right. That's right. You know, but it's got to be tough to get up and go, you know, 110% with nobody there. Yeah, I mean, that, that initial pop that just burst that but you know that pumps your adrenaline is not going to be there yeah it's just going to be going through stuff you know like i guess a lot of these guys are going to be used to working in front of you know not very many people and some people like you know will get there like roman reigns are going to be used to not getting a crowd reaction so it'll right. be all right it's not going to change anything for him uh the next match they've got listed is uh rhea ripley versus charlotte flair for the nxt women's championship which is, if when I'm thinking of the matches that I'm interested in, that's pretty high at the top of my list. Yes, me of, too. Of the matches that I really want to. I'm, I'm, like a lot of people, more of a fan of their women's division than I am their men's division. Right. Um, I think they got some, some top-level women's talent. And uh, that's probably, while it's not the most anticipated match for me, it's probably top five that I know of. Now, you may tell me something that I didn't know was going to happen. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Looking yeah. Forward so to do you do you think they put is Rhea Ripley? Are they putting her over, or do you think they? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so. I think it's she's she's got a star power about her, mm-hmm. and I think it would Charlotte doesn't need to beat her. It's not going to hurt Charlotte to lose to her. Rhea, you know, and as a matter of fact, it might help Charlotte a little bit. Rhea Ripley was. At the Spartanburg NXT show about a year ago, uh-huh. and um, she was the NXT UK champion, and you could even tell then that there that I mean it was I would say her and Matt Riddle both and Velveteen Dream. You were like, okay, these people are on a different level, uh, yeah. charisma wise and talent wise. They have the it factor. That's right. And she does. She's got that. And as I was going to say, you know, Charlotte's starting to get that Roman Reigns deal mm-hmm. where people are kind of tired of seeing her and whatnot. And I think her, you know, putting over Rhea Ripley would help. Right. I think people would see that as, okay, well, that was cool that she did that. And it might help take some of that away because she's so talented, man. Well, I have heard rumblings that Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, that they're taking some time off after WrestleMania, which I think would be great, great idea. And I think Charlotte, I'd yeah. get Charlotte Flair in there, a break off of TV. And what better time, if we're under quarantine for all of April, what better time to take these people off of TV and then you bring them back in maybe June or July on the lead up to SummerSlam and you got something big. And you build some people up. I mean, you take right. Rhea Ripley, build her up, and then you bring Becky Lynch. Or you bring, you bring Charlotte back, and she wants to get, you know, revenge for the loss. And there's, you know, you get a second match at SummerSlam that people will care about. Right, right. Um, next match, Undertaker and AJ Styles. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, word is Undertaker specifically requested this match. Yes, yes. And, I mean, you know, AJ 
we've talked about it at one time was the best wrestler in the world. Right. Right. And you know, as goofy as this whole segment's been on, uh, watching it the other night is kind of, it was kind of goofy except yeah. the part I popped when he called uh, undertaker's wife, money Michelle. <laughs> did you see that? What did he call her? He said, your wife, old money Michelle is what they called her. And, uh, like just bringing out some of the personal stuff with yeah. the Undertaker that hasn't been done before, and then yeah. you know the Undertaker kind of coming out to that that biker deal, yeah. which seems to be. I mean, he called him Mark in the promo. Oh, AJ wow. did. He referred to him as Mark, and um, so kind of making it personal between the two of them. I think it'll be good. I mean, it should be a great match. AJ, I'm sure, will fly around and then take a tombstone. Oh yeah, I think. Um... I think AJ Styles is going to sell so much. He's going to create a ton of movement mm-hmm. for ten minutes. You know what I mean? And it's going it's going to be awesome. He's going to flip around and fly like a ping pong ball. Yeah, it's, I it's think crazy. It's, Undertaker puts him over. You never know. Like Undertaker doesn't need the WrestleMania wins anymore. Right, right. But I think you I think they'd love to get him to twenty five wins. Yeah. Or is he already there? Nah, maybe. Maybe he's know. like twenty. Twenty. Uh, 21. Maybe he is. I, mean, I think he's like at maybe 24. 23 to 24. Because he beat Roman Reigns. I know he lost to Roman Reigns. Yeah, he lost to Roman Reigns. Yeah, so that didn't count. Did he beat Bray Wyatt? Yeah, he beat Bray Wyatt. So that would have been. He lost to Reigns. Then he did the thing with Cena. And I don't know if they counted that as a win or not. I'll count it as a win. You might as well. Let me, you know, I got this little thing called the internet right in front of me. Undertaker, Wrestle, Mania record. There it is. Um, twenty-three and two. Is that what you're seeing? No, I'm not looking at it. I'm just guessing. It's yeah, twenty-three and two. That's a good. That's a good guess, my friend. Yeah, twenty-three and two. So I think they'd like to get him two more wins. Get him twenty-five and two, and then put him in the Hall of Fame. You that's think, what I was. You think Undertaker's a Hall of Famer? Maybe, maybe I don't know. It depends on whether they want to end up. You know, um, I don't. I can't think anybody, but uh, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe he's borderline for me. Yeah, we have to look at his his record with, with everything else and see. I want to get in a time machine, and among the things I would do with a time machine would be go back to the student government office, early nineties. As Mark Whitman would always, when we were booking these multiple people tournaments, and Mark would be like, oh, Undertaker would win that, Undertaker would win that. And me and Brad Finley would always be like, no, Mark, Undertaker could not beat Arn Anderson. And I just want to go back and just say, knock on the door, stick my head in and say, hey, boys, listen to Mark. I mean, people are always amazed at how much I know about wrestling. Every time I talk to them, they're like, wow, you really know a lot about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new gimmick, man. <laughs> Balls on this guy. <laughs> I can speak. I can say this with confidence. When it comes to wrestling, Mark knows a thing or two. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um. And then the uh, what I assume is the main event for night one, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would if I if that's not your main event, right? Right. 
and you don't have a crowd there. I don't know that that's the night I let Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar. Right, right. You know, I, you crown a guy champion, especially if you're putting the company behind him and putting the rocket ship on him. I think you want to do that in front of people. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do that because right. who knows in this company. They'll do anything. Right. Um, if you can find a way to get out of it, mm-hmm. you know, find a way to get out of it and also leave the option open for like a last man standing match. Yeah. Yeah. Where you know you really have to destroy Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I would do. Or an I quit match or something like that. I mean, it's something that you've not seen. If this is really your guy, like yeah. if you, this is the guy we want to go with now. We've made these mistakes and this is our guy. Then I would do like an I quit match or something like that later on down the line and really have him beat Lesnar. Do you think, I mean, Seth Rollins demolished Brock Lesnar last year and it really didn't elevate him. Have we, no, I didn't do anything for him. Have we missed that point to where, I mean, Brock still has a little bit of that mystique as the guy that broke the streak, but have we missed that, have we crossed that point to where beating Brock is going to really, really make somebody? I think so. I think that was Roman Reigns, man. I think they missed the bat. They should have done it the first time. Yeah. They got full feet and didn't do it, and you can't go back. You can't recap. They had it built. They had it set up right. They should have stayed the path. You know, they. It's like when they shouldn't. When they should course correct, they don't. Mm-hmm. And then when they should stay the the path, they course correct. I don't know, man. They do. That, that, it's just weird, man. It's just weird. Wrestling is such. A game of timing. Like, you know, 10 years from now, we might be talking about whatever happened to Drew McIntyre and what kind of rotten luck does a guy have to have that the run-up to his coronation is stalled by a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, and I, I tell you what, this is going to be a hell of a documentary on the WWE Network next year, though. Yes. Now, can I also... The, I think the documentary about this is going to be better than the event. Right, right. Um, like, sometimes I wish that in their... I wish wrestling allowed audibles. Like, what yeah. I mean... Like, I, I think back to the... I think back to the Royal Rumble... To where Roman was just going through the one I think it was the one Batista won, and that fell so flat. And yeah. but Roman Reigns was running through everybody, and the crowd was just building and building and building. And, and they were into it. Man. And what if they had said, "You know what? Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, we're calling an audible. Roman, you're gonna win this thing." Yeah. Um, and then they tried to redo it the next year, and it fell flat. Right. Um, and I, I think the next year when they had Roman playing to win, and they're like, you know what, this ain't working. Daniel Bryan, don't get knocked off the apron. You better win this thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, that if they could listen, I, I think it goes back to, you know, Hogan and Rock. You know, that's one of my favorite matches ever. They listened to the crowd, and they called an audible yep. on how they worked. They didn't change the finish. 
but they changed how they worked it. Changed how they worked the match. That's right. That's right. Um, and that was a, that was a match really where the finish or who won maybe really didn't matter. Oh, it didn't. Um, yeah, I don't think it mattered at all. It wasn't like, but like that was one of those where. But I think going back to these other matches we've talked about, it it kind of did. Um, I think back to. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, so you I think, think it goes yeah. back. I think a lot of this goes back, and I always, I kind of always go back to this. I think Pat Patterson was the real genius. Yes. I think Vince McMahon was the the marketing genius. He was the guy with the idea, but I think Pat Patterson was the wrestling genius. And Pat Patterson's not there anymore. Right. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. I think Triple H may be a wrestling genius, and they're just not letting him do what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when Triple H is not involved, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Lord, he, he manipulated himself into being a main event. Right, right. When he was, he was, he was not a main event guy. No, you're but he right. Is because he knew how to make it happen. He knew how to make that happen, and I, he knows how to make it happen for other people. They're just not letting him do it. Do you think with Triple H, we're getting to see, we're getting to see him book other people, so he's not booking himself in the main event? I don't know that we ever got that with Dusty, did we? No, Dusty was always booking it towards getting himself over. Right, and I would have loved to have seen a period, you know, Dusty's. You know, his late 40s, his early 50s, what would it have looked like for Dusty to not have to worry about himself or Dustin and just be able to, like, what if you could just turn Dusty loose to book and him not have to worry about how do I fit into this? Right. And maybe he couldn't have done Maybe Maybe that was a weakness of his. I, I don't know. Um, well, I think you got a glimpse of it with Sting. Yeah? I think you got a glimpse of that with Sting, what could have happened. Yeah. But yeah. by the time he got, he was really getting staying hot. He was leaving. Yeah, that's true. You didn't get, to, you didn't get to see how he finished it up. Um, yeah. But I think if you want an idea of what he could have done, look at the early days of staying with the bill with Ric Flair. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think you got an idea of what you would have, what you would have had. Yeah, very true. Very, 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 very true. Very true. Um, okay, let's move to night two. Um. Now again, I, let me say this: as I'm looking at this, I don't see the SmackDown Women's Championship in here. Don't see the Intercontinental Championship. Don't see the U.S. Championship. Don't see any of the Tag Team Championships. So I'm assuming they're going to add some matches to this. I think they added a multiple women's match for the SmackDown belt last night. Okay. Well, I, I am. What I'm looking at is about 24 hours old, so it's very. Very possible that they did that. Uh, so night two, um, you got the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus uh, Shauna Baszler. I would do the because she always is calling herself Becky Balboa. I would say you do the uh, the first um, um, Clubber Lang versus Rocky fight. Yeah. yeah, where I mean she just comes out and guzzles Becky Lynch. And yeah. Becky's all wrapped up in the having the semi truck that's got her face on the side. And yeah, drinking beer with Steve Austin and like that's so she's she's not hungry anymore. 
Right, right. He reached the top of the mountain. And I think Shana should just come out and guzzler in like two minutes, if that, maybe 30 seconds, and just maul her like a grizzly bear. And then you you send Becky Lynch off for a couple of months. Yep. And, and you start sending them packages of her sitting in a sitting in a basement self quarantined. You know, play off of this real world stuff. Yeah. She's been, yeah. She's been self quarantined for three months and all she's got is a mirror with a picture of Shayna Baszler on it. Mm-hmm. And then in the reflection of the mirror is Becky Lynch. I don't care if she's jumping rope or she's doing push-ups or whatever. She's sitting in a basement doing that. And the week before she comes back, she reaches up, she grabs that picture off of the uh, off of the mirror, and she crushes it up, she throws it in the trash, and she's coming back to Raw next week to get her revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's simple. That's such an easy story to tell. Yeah, that, yeah. Um. I, you know, another way you could do that is play off. You mentioned Stone Cold. What if I may be wrong about this? Shayna, does she is she part of like the four horsewomen or something of MMA? And aren't they yeah. all getting into wrestling or something? I think so. Yeah. So I this this is something you could do. Your idea is going to be much better than this one. You have Shayna win this championship, and then you surround her with these other people. Now she's and she you still have her just demolishing everybody. But you also have this fact that the whole group is just running roughshod. And then you have the shot of what happened to Becky Lynch. And you have her like Steve Austin was playing pool that night. And he didn't know what to yeah. do. You, you, <laughs> you have Becky Lynch sitting in a pub somewhere. And she's just drinking and you just, just not you know, just disheartened and no motivation. And then, and then uh, what, if, uh, what if all of them uh, beat Charlotte up? Yeah. And Charlotte, and Charlotte needs help. Yeah. And she gets Bailey. And she gets Sasha Banks. But there's still four of them. Yeah. And they need that last one. And that's where, and then somebody, and, and Charlotte shows up in the pub and gives her a motivational speech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's even better, Heath. That's even better, man. Yeah, they can you go finally so build to that. You build, wait, don't do it at SummerSlam. Wait till Survivor Series. And you do it, yes. And you could do a War Games. You did be perfect. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, glad, I thought, glad I thought of that. Listen. <laughs> me and you know how hey. to look for one another, don't we? Yeah, man. Like, that's a really good idea, man. I just put a little salt and pepper on That's right. Um, next, we got John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those matches, man, I... If you're going to do something from a really remote, really weird location, yes. this is the one. Yes. This is the one, yes. man. I mean, you set this thing up way out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, and you do something funky with it, man. Make it witchy. You know, I, really do really do something spooky. And I would think that I would think that Bray Wyatt's winning this match, right? Right, but I, to me, do you really want John Cena's swan song to be in a. I mean, now listen, you're absolutely right. But if you're about what this match needs to be something totally, totally different, not a typical. I mean, they need to film it like they did the 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 final deletion and all that stuff. They um, need to hire the. They need to hire the guy. Yeah. His name's Marcus Nispel. Yeah. And he he directed the 
the Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And I think he directed the Friday the 13th reboot as well. Uh-huh. And it's, but a, specifically the way he directed that Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. Hire that guy for one night to come out and shoot this match. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it'll be grainy and it'll be spooky, man. And it would be really good. But I guess I'm, I guess people are wanting John Cena to kind of ride off into the sunset. And like, if this is going to be John Cena's last match, it can't. It can't be John Cena's last match. He can't lose in a in. He can't lose in a swamp in front of no people for his last match, can he? I, I, who said? First of all, who who said it was his last match? You oh, can I, don't always, I don't. I mean, you I can always. You could always bring John Cena back for. I mean, you can do this down the road. You can do the retirement down the road. Right. This is true. It doesn't have to be this time. I mean, you can course correct on that. You talking about calling an audible? Yeah. The whole show what, is an audible. Yeah. I mean, what do you, you know? What do you What are you supposed to do, man? Yeah. Um. And then you got Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Yeah, that should be real. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. That's also on the list of matches that I'm looking forward to. I think Edge and Randy Orton should both send part of their WrestleMania check to Mick Foley, who has prepared them for this moment. That's right. That's right. And they both talked about that, right? Maybe. I don't know. Well, they did. Edge talked about it the other night on his promo. Um how they both had the same guy that saw something in them nobody else did. It was Mick Foley. And, um, I think yeah. this is going to be, I think you, I think Edge and Randy Orton are going into this match. They know they're going to get a few months off after this, and they are going to beat the living crap out of each other. I think so too. But I also think, but I, but on the same, on the same wavelength, I do think they're going to take into consideration of, hey, we're getting older. Edge, you've been hurt. I don't, I don't, what, how am I trying to say this? I think they're nobody, going to do, nobody, nobody's bumping from the ring apron to the floor. Right. Nobody's doing, did you see the Omega bump where basically Pac did a Falcon arrow on him from the apron to the floor? No, I didn't see that. It was. Yeah, it was one of the most ridiculous bumps I've ever. Now he took it flat on the floor, but he took it right. flat on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. you know those wrestlers—they know how to fall. <laughs> Craziness. Um, and then finally, uh, the main event. Who? I didn't see this coming three months ago. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Yeah. Well, at least they're doing it in front of nobody, so they'll get the reaction they were going to get anyway. Right. This may be... I just don't. Once again, everything with Roman Reigns is mistimed. The time to do this was when he came back. Yes. Yes. That was the time. Everybody was into it. And Everybody's this is, happy for him, but now they've let him cool off again, and now they want to do it again. But to me, the whole reason they booked they booked this entire angle to 
for everybody to hate Goldberg and to be excited when Roman beats him, and now it's not in front of anybody. Yep. Um, yep. So maybe Goldberg wins this match. I don't think so, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe he does, but God, I mean, geez. <laughs> I just want to throw up if Goldberg, golly, man. Just the whole idea of bringing this guy in that's terrible and has doesn't care about wrestling. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I just don't like the guy. Plus, he took, he, he took Bret Hart away from us. Yeah. 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 Um, just... you're, you're, yeah. You, you have stated very clearly for the last six years your thoughts and opinion on Goldberg. Yeah, he sucks, man. <laughs> he does. He's terrible. I mean, why anybody? And I mean, okay, once again, I always have to say I understand. Yeah. The way he looks, and the, he yeah. gets that. He's got the look, but man, to me, he's just a—he was a dime store, Steve Austin. Yeah. 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 He just again, he was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Man. They caught lightning in the bottle, and. And they were smart enough to do something with it. Right. And Goldberg never, um, he, he never improved, never, I don't know. He never smartened up to what it was. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be the toughest guy, and you don't have to prove you're the toughest guy. No, you just got to act like you are. Right, right. And I think, yeah. Uh, I still would love to see Matt Riddle beat him in a something. I don't know that Goldberg would sign up for that, though. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. I'd be curious to know how much they're paying him to have to put Roman Reigns over. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm going to tell you, if he, if he jackhammers and spears Roman Reigns in a minute and a half and pins him clean, it's over. He might as well say, let Roman Reigns go to AEW. Right, right. He will. Ne- he's barely over anyway. He's never going to be over if he loses to Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. It's craziness. Crazy. I still can't believe they let the Fiend lose to him. I can't either. I'm still amazed by that. Ha- has there been... I mean, when, we, when they make the documentary about Bray Wyatt's career... Like, that's the shoot interview I want to hear. Like, you went from, what was his, uh, Husky Harris? You went from Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt, which had so much potential, to The Fiend, which again had so much, and this, I mean, oh, just is, it's hard to watch. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. I pretty much think anybody that went to AEW now, you mentioned it on our last episode that they shouldn't do it, but I'm sure they all want to cut that Vince didn't believe in me, Vince didn't give me a chance promo. No doubt. But what are people going to do? Within five years, I got to think Vince is out of there. He's 72, 73 years old. If if he ain't out of there soon, I don't know if they're going to make it five more years. Well, you know their stock which peaked at between 80 and $90. It's down to like $30, which is when I bought some of mine. Yeah. 
I don't know if you know this, Mark, but a lot of stocks have fallen. That's what they say. I got so excited a couple of, uh, maybe a month and a half ago, I got my pension report for last year, and it was like, oh, my word. And I bet if they sent, when I get my six-month report, I'll be like, oh, my word. Yeah, I kind of, I haven't even checked mine. Just yeah, I don't. Right, yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to keep on the carnivore diet and take it one day at a time. That's right. That's all you can do. Uh, so I will say this: I am, I am going to watch WrestleMania. I, I'm more, more excited to watch WrestleMania than I was before. But what I was before was, I'm going to be honest: I wasn't going to watch WrestleMania. I was probably going to. Here's here's the thing: I think uh, I will be busy all weekend mm-hmm. until Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So I don't want nobody. I'm going to stay off of Twitter. Yeah, I don't want nobody texting me and telling yeah. me what happened or yeah. asking me that I thought about nothing because I just want to watch it Monday morning, start to finish, and see what I think of it, and not have that colored by what anybody else says. Yeah, I just want to watch it on my own. So if you text me and I don't respond, and you send me a message, if you tweet at me, I'm not gonna get it. I'm just I'm avoiding. All, I'm gonna take Twitter off the phone for the weekend. Yeah. I'm, I'm avoiding everything so I don't see what happens. So that Monday I can just sit down, start to finish, and watch it. Wow, yeah. Interesting. Well, that's going to be, um, I think that's going to be pretty, a pretty cool thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it. I, you know, Brian Alvarez said, and I think he's, I think he's on to something. Um, if you're going to have it at all these multiple locations, like, really do it. Put, put a ring on the beach in Hawaii. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes. and put a put a ring down uh, in the Everglades. Set a ring up on Brock Lesnar's ranch. For, like, he didn't even want to leave the house for this thing. So yeah, you got to come yeah. to his house and set a yeah. ring up if you want to if you want to have a match. And then, you know, just really go crazy with it. If you're gonna have these crazy environments, set one up in the middle of Disney World mm. when there's nobody there with the castle in the background. Set it up right there on Main Street and film it. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, they they got so many different things they do, and in a way, they're kind of restricted in what they can do. And in a, another way, they're not restricted in what they can do. That's right. How awesome would it be if this Edge versus Randy Orton last man standing match took place in the archives? Like the big place where they have all the stuff. Yeah, the warehouse thing that they have. Yeah. That'd be awesome, man. And they just start pulling out random things and hitting each other with it. Like all these callback props from the last 30 years. Like how awesome would it be... If you did, you know, you mentioned Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, Last Man Standing. If Brock Lesnar is trapped under the big SmackDown fist, yeah, that's right. And somebody at some point should get one of those WrestleMania commemorative chairs, you know, that they printed up and yeah. say, you know what, I'm going to get some use out of these and beat yeah. somebody. With, you, know? you know, I heard a really good idea um, from somebody who said. They should sell those and give the money to a coronavirus charity. Thought right. that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean that's a good idea. 
I've got to think that there's some of these rest, uh, some of these wrestling fans that have been to so many WrestleManias that they have enough of those to sit around a table for Thanksgiving. They do. They, you know, they break them out at Thanksgiving. Somebody's got them hanging on the wall at their house. Yeah. That's well, great. You know, there's a lot of people. I know. You know, vacations are not important when this kind of thing's going on. Right. But you do kind of feel bad for people. There's people that that's their vacation, like going to Disney is mine. Yeah, yeah. They save right. up all year, and this is what they do, and this is their escape. They've worked all year to get this, and now, you know, they don't get their – and I know that's not important, but it is. It's yeah. important for your mental well-being and Definitely. your mental health, you know. That stuff's important, too. Hey, I interrupt this episode just to let you know that at this part of the recording, Mark and I kind of went off on a political tangent. And after thinking about it, talking about it, that's not what we want our show to be. Although Mark and I were agreeing on a lot of things, you get enough of that uh, elsewhere. And so there's a little bit of political talk uh, toward the end here, but mainly it's just me and Mark. But you know, we just uh, we also want to be positive in the current environment. So let's continue with uh, this episode. Yeah, but you know what? Um, sometimes you got to know when to hold them, and you got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away, and you got to know when to social distance yourself from other people. That's exactly right, which is what we're doing. That's why we sound like we're talking in a tin can, I'm sure. Well, you know what, I won't, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again, you know, we are taking our responsibility to the public very seriously, and uh, we want to be good examples in all that we do uh, in getting through this pandemic. This is the first pandemic we faced as a podcast. Isn't it? Yeah. We weren't around for the Black Plague. No, 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 we were not. But uh, any other thoughts on WrestleMania, taxes, or crooked politicians? <laughs> no, no. WrestleMania is going to suck. Politicians are crooked, and everybody ought to be paying their fair share. Here's the thing. This is the bad thing. Is obviously, if these obviously these senators, this is just not good. But I don't want us to lose sight of the fact that they're all still crooked. Right? Yeah, and we keep electing them. Yeah, that's why I am seriously considering not voting for any incumbents. Let me ask you what you think would happen, because I'm curious what would happen if instead of making a drive to, say, register to vote and get out and vote, what if we drove everyone in this country to not vote on Election Day and, and protest? So nobody shows up to the polls and nobody votes in the presidential election and nobody votes for the Senate. What would happen? Well, the, well for president, well, the electors there, would there. still vote. The electoral college would still elect the president. Yeah, see. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I was going back and looking through all the, pretty much I, I went through Wikipedia and was just looking at every presidential election. And there were times when the voter turnout was like 80%. Right. And now we're like at 50. Um, 50, 51, 52 right in there. And, uh, it, yeah, it just is all very broken. But it's... It is, especially like when you live in a state where if you don't, um, 
Like, if you live in California and you're a Republican, yeah, part of you is saying, why do I even need to right. go up? And if you live in, in the Carolina, in South Carolina, and you're a Democrat, there's part of you that says, why am I wasting my time going up there and voting? Right, 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 right. There was a we lot. Get, I guess we got to get over that. Yeah, um, I I think you know somebody much smarter than me said all politics is local, and I think we focus so much on the presidential stuff. What if what if in Pendleton and what if in Westminster we paid as much attention to mayoral city council, county council races as we do the presidential race. Yeah, we changed the world, man. Like, what if, what if the local television stations, free of charge, did, we did a big town hall debate with all the people running for county council? Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, and because that's really where, um, you know, that's really where it all starts. I, I think back to um, our county, and I and I had a friend who was a Wesleyan pastor that was working for the county, and he got a grant when they did the, uh, uh, I don't remember, the stimulus package. We got, our county got money to run fiber optic internet through the entire county. He wrote the grant. I mean, I, I don't know if he wrote the grant, but they got all this money, and they ran fiber optic through the county, and the county was going to basically start their own internet company because there's a lot of people in rural parts of Oconee County that did not have internet access, and so this money was to make sure everybody did. Right. And... AT&T was like, whoa, 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 that's a monopoly. And sure enough, the legislature voted down, voted to say our county could not manage that internet. So now what the county has to do is the county leases out the, the, the cable, the fiber optic cable to various internet companies, but where if I could really log into and use this fiber optic, you know, my internet would be unstoppable. Right. Instead, I've got to use a third-party company to do the satellite internet, which is not as good as a wired connection, obviously. Yep. And it just, and it was all because... Because, of, because a company that has a lot of money and a lot of resources convinced your legislature. Yeah. Yeah. And AT&T did not discriminate. I'm pretty sure they gave money to Democrats, Republicans, and independents, and dogs, yeah, and cats, I, and everybody. I'm a, I'm a fan of the theory that just like NASCAR, every politician should have to wear a jacket <laughs> with, the sponsor, with the sponsor patches on. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. They should. We should know who's paying them. Yeah, this is absolutely, this is absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I really. I think, yeah, um, and I think part of the problem is that's the game that's played, and that and that's the problem is um, somehow there's always yeah. It used to be the money in politics was 
you know, you had the big rich landowners who were, you know, the founding fathers and that kind of stuff. But they, man, many of them lost their personal fortunes financing the dang war, you know, the revolution. It's crazy, man. It's just, we live in strange times. Have I already said that? You mentioned it. You mentioned it. Um, all I know is I'm on the carnivore diet through the end of April, and then we're going to change gears and try something. But I'm doing great. How you feeling? You feeling good? Great, man. Great. I actually took off out the door to, to walk this morning. It started raining, so I postponed until the sun came out. I'd rather walk in the sunshine than the rain. Yeah, yeah. I I like am. There's, there's a sermon in there somewhere. He, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to walk in the rain, right? Sometimes you ain't got no choice but walk in the rain, and that's what we're doing right now as a country. Yes. You know, as a whole, Amen. what's going on? We, we might be walking through the rain, but I had a personal choice to wait until the sun came out today, and I did that. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see if you are seen walking, if they will, if the police would say anything. Of course, they all no, know you, so. Yeah, it's not illegal to leave your house. I mean, yeah. even in the areas where they're quarantining people, it's not illegal to go outside. Right? No, no, no. It's not illegal to go outside now. Yeah, it's not illegal to go outside. And I'm, I'm working yeah. out here at my house. I mean, I got up and went to the gym the other morning. And nobody was there. That's when I texted you. I said, man, you know it. I've been needing to get my, my, my fat butt up off the couch for years and start getting, I finally started getting up at four in the morning, going to work out, going to the, you know, walking every day and eating healthy. And then they tell me to stay home. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sit on the couch, watch you get you a good Netflix queue going, and then start just hang around the house for a couple of weeks. And I don't want to do that. It's no. driving me crazy. I'm about to come out of my skin, and I don't want to derail all the positives that I've done. So I went and bought a couple of kettlebells, and I work out with the kettlebells here at the house every day. And I still try to walk, you know, three and a half, four miles every yeah. day, and sit ups and push ups, and you know. I went to buy a home gym mm-hmm. the one I and every, apparently everybody else had the same idea that morning. Well, in about three months, you'll be able to get those for a really good deal, either at Goodwill or a yard sale. I know. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to get my, my wife to check uh, Facebook Marketplace in a month or two and just put me a gym together, I think. I'd like to put a building in the backyard, and, and that's what I'm thinking about doing. Yeah, and buying, and buying really good equipment, just loading it up over the next year or two, and having, and never having to go to the gym again. I got a punching bag if you want it. I got to get rid of it before I move. Yeah, is it? It's not the guy there, right? No, it's just a red. You fill the bottom up with water, and then you punch it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Okay, sold, sold. <laughs> I just got to figure out how to. It's in the middle of my... Well, you've walked past it in the basement. i got to figure yeah. out how to get it to a spot where I can empty all the water out of it. Oh, you can't pick it up? Oh, it's pretty heavy. How heavy is it? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's about many, 375 pounds. How many gallons of water do you have in that thing? I don't know. No, I don't know how heavy it is. I mean, uh, I can I definitely would... move it. I mean, I can, I can slide it, but I'm not... I don't know that I can pick it up. It's just awkward. Do you need me to come pick it up for you, little buddy? No, because we can't. We got to practice safe distance. That's right. I can't come over there right now. Then you're going to be all hugging up on this bag wanting to give it to me. (laughs) 
I'm telling you so what. Maybe I not. Picked, maybe just go ahead and toss that thing. I picked, <laughs> I picked a bad time to start dating. Didn't you? Look? That's <laughs> terrible, man. That's terrible. Oh, man. So... All right. Hey, well, you got to go walk. I got to go. I'm, I'm, uh, my 5K got postponed, so I got no excuses. So I got to start. I thought, I, thought we were, I thought we were doing one more episode after this. Are we? Do you want to? We can. I'm fine, unless you just want to be done. No, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been going for two hours, you know. Yeah, this is a pretty good, uh, you know, we put in a pretty good work day today. That is true. We can do another episode in a week or two. How about that? We ain't going anywhere. No. No. Hopefully. I'm hoping in two weeks I'll be able to see you. I hope so, too. I'll tell you what. I got a piss, though. Well, you go do that. But as always, for the Double Dropkick Show, I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.